0: Everybody is chosen. I just think the Lord is an opportunist. So like when two broken people show up in a bar on a Saturday night, he took the opportunity to connect us. Like that literally just was downloaded to me.
1: Welcome to The Champion Life with Kurt Tucker. My purpose is to love, encourage, and empower you to become the champion leader God created you to be and live what I like to call The Champion Life. A life of abundance, freedom, and victory where you, my friend, are winning in every area of your life. Your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finances. I'm your host, Kurt Tucker. Let's have some fun. Alrighty, champions, welcome back to this episode of the Champion Life Podcast with Kurt Tucker. I am super excited about this episode as I get to share with you today somebody that means so much to me, uh, somebody that has impacted my life in so many different ways, that has truly championed me in many different ways. And so I'm excited to share with you today my wife, Rachel Tucker. Rachel, how are you doing today,
0: honey? What's up, I'm doing amazing. Awesome.
1: Well, I could have said, hey, you know, you're an author of four books, right? You're a speaker, you're a coach, you do so many different things. You are a Proverbs 31 woman. Um, And, you know, today, what I really wanna focus more on as you are all those things, but most importantly, you're a wife. You're my wife. You're my suitable helper. Uh, you uh, have been in you know uh, my corner for so long, and so I'm excited to share you with my audience, with the world, and really talk a little bit today about our journey, about our story, about where we begun, and ultimately create you know some context for people and share with them how we really went from brokenness in all areas, right? As we say, broke, busted and disgusted. So brokenness to breakthrough where we're at today in our life. And so what I want to do is I just want to, you know, have you share your perspective maybe on, you know, what was it like in the very beginning of us meeting with the audience from your perspective, uh, as this is going to lay the foundation of hopefully if you're listening uh, to many times that you'll listen to Rachel and I, as we hope to inspire and love and encourage and empower you and your own marriage. So Rachel share with, you know, the audience like your perspective from when we first met almost what 20 years ago, right, honey?
0: 20 years ago one night in a bar that was the title that we were talking about last night that's right one night in a bar and i you know i i was chosen but as you were talking i was just sitting here thinking about everybody is chosen i just think the lord is an opportunist so like when two broken people show up in a bar on a saturday night he took the opportunity to connect us like that literally just was downloaded to me hmm. and how, um, you know, at that time you were 21 years old. So this was April 4th, 2003, April 3rd, April 4th, April 5th. It's within those days, 2003. And I was dating other people. You were, you know, dating. You weren't really dating. You were just, <laughs> Sewing <laughs> so our Royal Oats.
1: Playing. No.
0: Sewing <laughs> so the Royal Oats. And, um, but yeah, like I, I told you last night, as I was thinking about it over the years, when I first saw you, like our, I, like we were sitting upstairs at the at the top of uh, the brewery is where we met. And I was with my friend, Tina, and she was already cross-eyed because, you know, Tina back in the day when you would always know when she's had enough alcohol, her eyes would cross. <laughs> so I'm not sure how much of this story she remembers but we were I was sitting upstairs and her back was to you and I was sitting looking at her and you came up the steps and our eyes locked you had this grayish sweater on and I also saw with those blue those eyes that you have and it was lust at first sight right and so that's where kind of our journey started and Along the journey, we realized, you know, how broken we were, not really until after we got married, the extent of the brokenness. On, You know, we both came out of childhood injured, you know, um, and I'm thankful, by the way, that our children are not. <laughs> what a blessing. Uh, but just um, real soon f- found out the extent of the brokenness as far as, you know, Kurtz was concerned, you know, the angriness, the what he grew up with um you know that orphan spirit which causes lots of things but just the abuse and um everything we went through which i think you probably talk about it in the book so i don't want to go in depth here but it was we were broken of the world people and uh got married in 2005 got saved in 2006 i went all in uh on everything kurt got baptized also but wasn't all in on the as far as reading scripture and the extent that he spends in his um time now with the lord and journals and everything but uh it was a pivotal moment though and i think this is one of the um points that i always like to make to people is i have an authority (laughs) once you say yes to, to really following jesus like the whole extent of taking up your cross and denying you know leaving your mother father brother sister to follow jesus and go through persecution you know you're saying yes to all of that you're saying yes to storms you're saying yes to you don't even know what you're saying yes to but your heart's just all in it and and that required of me um staying in a place that i didn't want to be anymore like no longer did i you know have the feelings for Kurt that I had that night, one night at the brewery, you know, like that whole, um, I've grown to hate him because of the man that he was. So for me to, to finally be in a place in my life where I was just obedient because prior Rachel would have ran for the Hills, you know, by the way, friends, this is my third marriage and, um, Kurt's first and only. Right. And last First and only and last. And so, you know, just that moment when we had a fight in 2008, that year, I think, was just really just that was another shaking year. I feel in our life, um, you know, we moved lost our home and everything and moved to Piqua. And, and that was
1: if you remember, that was that was a that was a very uh, dark year but also a year that was necessary. You know, one of the things that we sometimes say is that, you know, the only place, you know, to look when you're flat on your back is up, right? And that's literally where we were at, like to the point where I can remember our last I almost joined the
0: army. I almost joined the freaking army. You guys, it was nuts. Anyways, go ahead.
1: Which would have been, you know what? It would have been running, right? It would have been that trying to, my, yeah. to, to get away, right? And so yeah. that's one of the things I want to point out real quick is if you're in, in at that point in your marriage right now, where you're thinking about running, where you're thinking about like, I've got to... Get out of here. And, and unless it's something that you're significantly dealing with some abuse. So I want to make sure that I make that point, you know. But if it's just because you don't love your spouse right now, right? Which love is, you know, not what? It, it's not a feeling. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we, many times if we live life based upon our feelings, we are setting ourselves up for failure. So what I just want to share with you real quick. Quick, and we'll get into our three principles that we want to share with you today is you've got to burn the boats. You've got to have the burn the boats mentality. You've got to take that D word. Rachel and I don't even say the word. You've got to take that D word off the table that is some of the best wisdom that we've ever got is that hey listen when you have a burn the boats mentality and you are all in to figure it out meaning like starting to work on yourself like that will be a game changer and we were faced really with that both of us you know in in 2008 after we had lost everything house foreclosed cars repossessed on food stamps, government assistance love each other We didn't love each other. We didn't even like each other, but we had made a commitment to God and we began to start making certain decisions. And so what was that one decision that it looked like for you? If you remember, honey, that was like, this is a game changer.
0: Well, it was just, um, he, he was like, I'm going to keep you here. You know, no, you can't leave. I have, I have a plan. And that was the start of your all in journey. You know, that's when you started reading your Bible every day and writing your journals every day. And really, um, like, I think we quit drinking for a year that next year, I think, a whole year. So it was just the fact that I was just trusting in the Lord. I was just trusting him because I just, you know, I heard him. That was the first time that actually heard from the Lord, I think. I'd been walking with Jesus for about two years but for him to, to, I had that supernatural experience and that's not the first, I mean, I've had, we've had some together, but I just feel like it's just when you stop thinking that your life is your own is when your life changes. And so I realized you know, that's the moment that I realized that me staying is really not about me at all. It's more about um, my assignment, which was you Which was, you know, you needed a helper, but you, God knew my heart and that I was, you know, I was going to continue to become strong over the years. Right. But I had a strength right then that day. And I realized the power that I had in me, which is why I wasn't scared that day. But I think it's just realizing our life is not our own. You can't be one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom and think your life's going to be transformed. You can't do that. That's called playing church. You're either going to be all in over here or all in over here, like lukewarm people that the scripture tells us that God will spit us out. So I think it's just realizing our life is not our own.
1: It makes me think of as what Uncle Jay says, is that you can't be on the fence, right? Because if you're on the fence, the only thing you're going to get is what? A sore crotch. So, So, you know, you, you can't be on one side or the other. You got to You got to go all in. You know, one of the things that you said there just for a second, honey, that, you know, I want to just have you share, you know, maybe a, a minute or two is, you know, you talk about, you know, that suitable helper. Right, You talk about like how you, because one of the things that we really focus on friends uh, is that we are a team, right? Like so many times when it comes to things in our marriage, we begin to start playing the blame game. We begin to start focusing on what our spouse, you know, isn't doing versus what they, you know, are doing. And we start to point the finger. And anytime you've ever watched a sporting, a sport match, you know, is the moment that the team begins to start like blaming and complaining and pointing fingers, like literally that is the beginning of a demise. And I be and I totally believe that so many divorces really happen because People begin to start focusing on everything that the the other spouse is doing or isn't doing, right? Instead of focusing on what they need to do to change, which I know is one of the things that you did early on to really like take our marriage to the next level is you started to focus on you. And that really gave me encouragement. That really saw, you know, I'm like, I'm seeing my wife change, which is inspiring me to change. But one of the things you said was that suitable help so like give some context there like especially to our ladies like scripturally but then what does that look like on like a daily basis like in reality like in real life
0: well of course back then i i just started you know been in the scripture for two years you know reading my bible for about two years at that point so i didn't really know at that point being a baby christian how how i was created or why i was created just coming out of that you know grew up in that the the whole liberal world that i didn't that was of the world that you know it's a, a women's movement and my body my choice and all that stuff and it's like to be in you know have a biblical worldview right that but now that i've been studying and just walking with you through it and having a mentor in my life that i just feel so blessed like you know, let me just say this. If, if God has placed a mentor right in your life, he is ready for you. Like it's your journey is starting. Like that's when your journey starts. He's you're not ready yet. I'm just saying the journey is getting ready to start. So now that I think back 2006, when we first got saved, here's your parents. Here you go. <laughs> you got reparented immediately. He reparented us. Yes, And so I knew because I had Carolyn's example, Carolyn's mentorship, like that made me realize things about you. Like, she's like, Oh, that's DNA. You can't change that. So don't focus there. I'm like, Oh, okay. I mean, that's really, I think for me that I was just that student, that was just ready to do whatever. And like, Oh, I can't change it. Okay. So why would I focus on it then? Yeah. Good point. Okay. So let's move on. So as I've learned and grown and how to be a champion wise, it is that easier is I understand, and the best way I can explain it to people is I'm your blind spot. So, like you know, when we have our hands and back here, I can't see them, but it doesn't mean that they're not hands. It just means I can't see them. So, for me to be your suitable helper, that word is really like warrior. Like it's not a subservient role. It's a, actually we're the rescuer. Like, we're the ones that, you know, I love how Lisa Bavere describes it. And you've seen me walk on water before when somebody was hurting my child. Like, you know, it just, it's something snaps in you. And I'm just, I'm you know, you come after my family, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you. Like, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> but that's not really what it means either, but it is a strength. But it's more of a, what they call meekness. Being meek means Having it under control, which I have done over the years to now be in that person that, you know, when I explained the suitable helper, like we were the answer to the first problem, which was man can't be alone. You know, I, I need. And so he, he created a woman uh, to be able to compliment him but see, what happened is, since sin happened so early in the garden, along comes the enemy. Along comes all the communication breakdown. Along comes all the, you know, role reversals and gender confusion, and just all these things. Um, that here we are now. Um, just, you know, that's my passion is to help women realize it's not a subservient thing. Like when you can be submit to your husband it's really now that I'm looking back on it, it's the easiest thing to do because I don't have to, I really don't worry about you. You take on so much, honey, like you carry so much of the load um, that I really don't like, I don't know how much gas is. Like, I don't know how much a gallon, I don't drink milk, but you know, like, I just don't how much the that cost. I don't know. I just bought it. I needed, it. And then I bought it. And I know that with you running the businesses and um, and now, you know, writing the book and I'm like, I just feel so blessed that my job is to make sure that I am serving you and taking those burdens off of you, not putting more burdens on you and, and how I got to be that champion wife as I was intentional about it because it glorified the Lord, because this is what the Bible says I'm supposed to be. You're not supposed to be a nagging wife. Okay. Nagging doesn't do anything. That's not wisdom. That's folly. You know, there's two women in Proverbs, there's wisdom. And then there's folly. Folly is why he's not doing this. And he's not doing that, which means, okay, you're focusing on the wrong stuff. Like, how do you know he's not? Because if you were focusing on where you're supposed to be focusing, you wouldn't even know that this was happening over here right and so that was for me immediately and that was holy spirit because my carnal mind i could not have oh yeah i gotta focus on yourself no it was a holy spirit like come on rachel i need you to change and all these things are going to happen along the way so long story not long i mean not short
1: so so i (laughs) love that I love that. And one of the things that I think about is really our first principle that we focus on that I believe and know 100 percent has been a game changer in our marriage, which is the principle of prayer. Right. You know, many times prayer uh, is the last thing that people will turn to when they're having issues. Uh, in their marriage, when they're having issues in, in life or business or anything for that matter. And prayer shouldn't be the last response. It should be the first resort, right? And so, like, I know that you know, uh, what if, what if you're in your marriage right now and, you know, your spouse isn't acting as a suitable helper, maybe you are married to what you would consider a nagging wife. She's complaining and you just not, you know, um, you know, seeing, you know, her as that suitable helper. Right. And you're like, uh, oh, or maybe it's vice versa. Can I encourage you to, to implement This first principle of prayer, because see, here's what begins to happen, friends, is when you begin to just start praying to God and giving thanks to God for what he or she is, you know, in beginning to just live in that gratitude, just finding even if it's one or two things that they are doing right and even sharing that with them. You know, right. That begins to start being so powerful. And as you begin to start creating a vision of what you want your spouse to be more like, you know, there's that looking glass theory, right, honey, where it's like, what, what that looking glass theory says is that, hey, you know, like we will become... You know, like what the most important person in our life believes us to be. So if we're spending so much time with our spouse, we should be. And one of my goals for your marriage, friends, is to help you become married to your best friend. Mm -hmm. To your best friend so you can have passion and purpose and intimacy on all levels in your marriage. And if you're not there right now or you want any of those things to go to the next level, it really begins with prayer, with asking God to give you the wisdom to be the spouse that he created you to be, but also begin to start praying for your spouse. The prayer that I pray for Rachel almost every day is that God would help her to be the wife, the mom, the leader that God created her to be. Give her the wisdom, give her the strength, give her these three things specifically that I pray every day, which is probably Rachel could tell you, what are the three things that I pray for you every day, honey?
0: Protection, correction, and direction.
1: Protection, correction, and direction. Guys, I want my wife to be directed by the Holy Spirit today on every decision that she makes, every thought that comes into her head, everything that she needs to do. I want her to be protected, protected from any harm, from any, you know, person that would try to come against her or anything. See, what's the enemy's goal? It's to what? It's to still kill and destroy, right? Like the enemy's after marriages. All right. He doesn't like us to be married, to create, to have great unity. If he can break up a marriage, He literally breaks up a family, breaks up so many different things. So, I want to pray for protection over her. And of course, I want to pray for correction. If there's anything in her life that she needs correction, men especially, we understand this. We're not going to be able to change our wives. (laughs) We're not going to be able to change our spouses, you know, right? Like, we need to pray for them and ask that God would change their heart, you know, that God would help them, you know, with what have you. So, the power of prayer is so important, and I know it's something that both of us have done intentionally over the years. There's a great, you know, some a great set of books, right? Called "The Power of the Praying Wife," "The Power of the Praying Husband." Like those books are so powerful as resources, right? So, um, prayer, you know, honey. And then I want to talk about priority because you know I want to make sure that you know. One that's one of the things that I know that I failed as a husband, you know, for different in different seasons, being busy, right? Different businesses, and you know, we have four children, and we're you know involved in a lot of different things. So you know, uh, add anything to prayer, and then I want to talk about for you as a wife. All right. How important is priority, you know, to you and maybe give some of our guys that are listening to this, maybe one or two things that they can do from a priority standpoint with their wives that will help their marriage go next level.
0: Well, I think just each individual wife will differ in how they feel loved. But I think one universal thing is just that, um, Security. And so that security comes along with, I know, I don't have to worry about you making wrong or, you know, putting our family in harm or, um, you know, not having your priorities straight or making the decision to, you know. So I feel like it's for priority, though, for me, I just want to feel like I am number one on your list of after Jesus Um, Because see, there's there's so many families, I mean, millions of families who never grew up with a healthy vision of what a marriage is, what it is to be parents, what it is to actually parent your kids and not just, well, they got food and a roof over their head. No, like to actually be intentional about raising your kids. But as far as priority, women got it wrong and so they wonder why their husband is you know masturbating in the closet or you know like um
1: looking at pornography looking or looking
0: at pornography because the he's not feeling like a guy like they they need to know one that they're they're doing a great job like they need affirmed. like you know thank you for all that you do First of all, and they need our direction in that way and to help them do the things that, you know, you know what I'm talking about, ladies, some days you're like, oh, that's why he created women like, you know, just stuff like that. But prioritizing because as you know, God, you know, as Yahweh designed marriage, it was, you know, your relationship with so my relationship with Jesus first and then my and at first thoughts and energy after Jesus would be to you. So in the morning and it's, but see, for me, it's like, it's in every situation. So I'm always going to like, okay, so let me ask you, let me get with Kurt first. Let me, let me see what Kurt would want first. And so instead of, you know, asking somebody else or whatever. So his prayer. So even when I'm praying, like he is the first person I'm praying for before my children, you know, and my puppies, um, <laughs> you know, uh, so it's very important. And here's what I know when people don't have priorities, they're the ones that have the 50 plates spinning and their life is nuts. Their, their marriage is just, a kind of like roommate situation, there's no intention behind it. You know, there's no intentional on let me show my wife love. Let me show my husband love. I mean, well, I, I totally dropped it, came dropped out of my head, honey, what I was just saying. So
1: one of the things that I think about, and maybe it'll come back to you, as okay. far as a couple of things that I know that we've done in our marriage, as far as Priority, right? You know, so we understand the importance of prayer and we understand the importance of making each other after Jesus our first priority, right? So then, what does it look like when, you know, you make somebody a priority, right? Like, you know, like how do you build a relationship? It comes with time, right? And so I can think about as we've had seasons of our marriage where they have, it's just been amazing. Like we are hitting on all cylinders. It's, it's awesome, you know, versus the seasons where it's like, Oh my gosh, like I'm going to like, uh, Right, you right know, and, and, and we're stressed, and and you know, and we're just not communicating, you know, on whatever level, you know, there's a few different things that we always are doing. And you know, I love how Tony Robbins says it success leaves clues. If there was ever a time in your life where you were just crushing it, doing amazing in your business and your fitness or whatever, go back and really think and identify what were the things that you were doing or or you follow other successful people that have the result that you want and just look at their life, right? That was one of the reasons that was an inspiration for me to write the book is I had so many people that would ask me like, dude, what do you do in the morning? Like, what's your morning routine look like, right? And so I was going to write a book just on the morning routine. And then I'm like, no, man, I really want to create a book, you know, that is going to give every single area of my life, faith, fitness, family, finances, and fun and say, here you go. Here's the roadmap. Here's the playbook. And so I can think back to the priorities that we do and that we do today that are a huge impact. Number one, I would say is prayer that, you know, is pretty much every single morning we're coming together at 630, you know, after our devotion time to do prayer in a devotion, right? And how long does that typically take us? 15 minutes? Where well, we're
0: some days it's longer. You know. Yeah,
1: it which which really it's longer for one reason because we begin to start communicating and talking about life and talking about our day or kids or whatever and and that conversation goes longer which is awesome right you know but we've created that priority to come together and and make that time I can remember what just a couple months ago where we were really disconnected right and so i canceled all my meetings on monday morning which is a very heavy meeting day for me for different businesses and i said listen we're gonna go spend three hours together and we went out to aileron we got out the word we went through ephesians we talked about what was important to you what was important to me we booked a cruise <laughs> we booked a cruise like we got time together right you know and so yeah. you know that priority of spending time together in the morning another Another priority is our date night. You know, we were just on a date night last night, having that one night of week that we can spend time together having conversation. You know, yeah. I, I know whether it's walks, it's spending time together is just making each other a priority by saying, Hey, listen, because I know, especially for a lot of my friends who are men that maybe, you know, I see, you know, winning in life, you know, versus some that are struggling in businesses, we very rarely will miss a business meeting. Right. Like we very rarely will miss an opportunity to make money. But once again, you know, as I like to say, like, hey, if I help somebody, you know, or if I, you know, make a million dollars, but in the whole process, you know, I end up divorced and my kids don't know who I am and so forth and so on, you know, that is not success. That is failure. Right. You know, as Tony Robbins says, you know, so anyhow, uh, priority, right? So any other thing that you can think of that we've implemented that makes a priority in our marriage?
0: Well, I just wanted to, I remembered what I was going to say is when you have your priorities straight, there's no worry. Everything works out, you know, and you stick to your priorities. So like for me, this is how I've always is I commit to something and then I just figure it out. It's, you know, how some people, when they're like, I'm like, Hey, I'm um, having a party at my house. you free. Oh, I'll get back to you. Like, are you waiting to see if you get a better offer? Or, like, I'm like, never mind. <laughs> I mean, yep. just at that point in my life, like, if you don't want to hang out with me, cool, I'll ask somebody else. I mean, okay, bye. Anyways, it, so that it, when, go ahead.
1: No, yeah, no, you're good.
0: So everything works out when your priorities are right. And then also, I wrote this down as you were talking in our history. And just recently we know when we're getting that way in our marriage, that breakthrough is like right here. Yes. And look at us. Like, cause let me tell you something. The devil did not want this to happen. The devil did not Kurt and I to work together. Like we've worked together our whole entire marriage except for the last three years building uh, faith-driven fitness and then avocare and it wasn't a pleasant experience it was hard we did never flow and connect and that was both on all, on both of our parts you know like pride on both parts pride you know like we have talked through this and, and realized and like now i didn't figure out how to put the focus on my phones so now i'm sorry all these messages are coming through
1: <laughs> it's all good we're real
0: text and they might have a family group text. Like, are you even a family if you don't have a family group text? I mean, come on. <laughs> so that that is just to when you guys, when you're feeling that, when you're feeling like I'm going to rip your throat out, like, first of all, don't. Um, and then, second, is just realize, you know, the orchestrator. Like, I can see the enemy behind with those little puppet strings. You know, and I'm like, you know what? I am no punk. And at some point, you got to stop being a tool to the enemy's schemes, especially when you know. Like, so it's for it's for the people that you know they know better, but they still do it. Like, those are the ones I have a problem with. And so, mm-hmm. like for you and I, it's just it's just been a journey of we realize like this is good, this is good because we have to figure it out. We're going to go through it, and man, it, it, it did right. And that's just kind of the priority of um i also prioritize myself honey and you prioritize yourself so one of the things that we know to make each other better so i hired a coach what three months ago and it i got my investment back and it was simply because i had healing that i still had to do that was affecting my communication with you or allowed me to not be vulnerable so this is why having a coach, somebody could show you, show you things that maybe like you weren't able to show me because of my pride, but some, uh, somebody else be like, hey, have you thought about you? Whatever. And like, it was amazing. And so I think prioritizing myself also, mind, body, spirit, and because ma- I want to be better. You know, I don't want to be folly. <laughs> I want to be wisdom.
1: And, you know, one of the things I think about is you just said that, Um, is, you know, the investment of coaching that we have made over the years, and I know it's a significant amount, it's a significant amount of money. It's a significant amount of, of, um, you know, trust that's went into that, which, you know, God always provides, you know, but when I think about something like marriage coaching, right. And you said this a little bit ago earlier today is that, you know, for most of us men, okay, which is a large group of people who listen to this podcast, you know, is when we hear the word, you know, counselor, we run because we don't want to be counseled over anything. But when we hear the word coach, I don't know about for you, but for me, what I think about is eliteness, I think about leveling up. I think about the best of the best. You know, I think about Olympic athletes, professional athletes, every single one of them, even though they are the best of the best at what they do professionally, have what? They have a coach. And a coach is somebody who loves you, who will tell you the truth, who he's not going to tell you or she's not going to tell you what you need to hear or what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And you know, especially when you make that investment, right? Like now, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna do what they what they say. And especially if you have somebody who truly cares about you. And so, it was really cool to see over the last three months, you know, uh, you know what that investment did for you, you know. You know in, in our marriage you know in us, you know yeah. making some changes so you know because at the end of the day we really are a team right and everything we do everything that you do if you are married you know is an investment in not just you but the team right you know that's why for me one of the things that i pray daily for and i want wisdom i want you know, direction and protection and corrections, because I understand that every decision I make, every action I take, it doesn't just affect me. It affects you You know, Rachel, it affects the kids. It affects, you know, the businesses. It affects my employees. It affects my clients. It affects everybody. So I want to be my very best. And that's why I've always invested in coaches, right? You have, but if you really think about it, you know, what is the number one thing other than yourself that you can invest in? It is your marriage. Because, you know, what's the sense of having a successful business and making a lot of money and, you know, and yeah. even being in a great health if, you know, the marriage is falling apart. And so, you know, as you were speaking about that, one of the things I think about is we've had a marriage coach now for pretty much, what, 17 years, 16 years of our and life.
0: It, and it was a book, though, like it started, like when you think about investments, just think about the amount of money we've invested in marriage books, yes. especially that first book that God spoke through me to marriage on the rock. Like that book is why we're still staying. like we are in, you know, that you are my best friend today. You know, I do, I am in love with you. I I don't hate you anymore. (laughs) You know, I'm so thankful and proud. And um, it's because like we knew um, and that's, that's the path. That's also when you have the Holy spirit, you know, he's your knower. You know, he's your knower. He's right here. You feel in your gut. And he's your knower. And you just know um, that I need help, that we need help. Um, And so that's why we're passionate about making sure that we are, you know, we're always, gosh, how many times have we had church in our kitchen? You know, on our, we have so many couples come and sit on our couch or, I mean, I've had church so many times in our kitchen, You know, this kitchen, Marwood kitchen, like just a girl thought she was dropping off a refrigerator to me and she had walked out the door with Jesus, man. Like, it's just, it's passion when you have been forgiven much, you know, Mm. you love much and you forgive much and you're in for whatever that means.
1: Mm, That's powerful.
0: And that was you are now, you know, the, what God was trying to tell me you know, back then to wait on, you know, to stay. I'm not going to cry, but <laughs> I mean, it's the truth when I think about it, like, you know, cause back then I was like, you are no way. Like, really? This is really, you want me to what? And then to be here today and see you, mm. you know, be free and get your message out there. Mm.
1: That's powerful. Well, you know, I really feel uh, in this episode, friends, as you're listening to this or you're watching this, I knew I I know I said that I would give you the three principles to going from brokenness to breakthrough. But we're going to come back to that third principle uh, in another episode, uh, because I truly believe as we've talked about some things today on this episode that i want to make sure that i can go deep on that third principle now i will share with you that third principle is purity it's something that rachel and i had to learn uh, uh, that hard lesson and i want to be able to share with you that story because as she said before our relationship it really was lust at first sight and, you know, that now has become a great love, but there was many things that we've had to come through, go through, Get you know, from, you know, be disciplined from, um, you know, whether it's things of, you know, uh, infidelity, of pornography, of just the poor choices yeah. and things of that nature. And so we're going to come back to that on the principle of purity, hoping, because I know this is something that so many men deal with, even women. You know, when I was writing my book, it blew me away. The percentages of men and women that have some type of a, you know, uh, pornography or have dealt with affairs or who have dealt with being married multiple times and sex addictions and things of that nature. And so we're going to talk about the power of purity on a coming uh, episode. But as we end here today, you know, friends, I want to encourage you and, and I'm going to ask Rachel to share any last thoughts here, you know, to begin to pray over your spouse begin to start to seek and ask god for wisdom to see your spouse the way he or she needs to be seen okay that you can see that person with love you can begin to start seeing what is possible with that person you can begin to start seeing them in a different vision and believing for something greater praying for something greater even beginning to start speaking life over that person even if you don't want to right you know and so uh and then making your spouse a priority. If there's certain things that you haven't been doing, like praying for your spouse, like coming together daily and spending time communicating, you know, and if you're struggling to communicate, can I encourage you to pray before you communicate, to be vulnerable men, to to be willing to apologize if you've made a mistake, right? And to be able to ask for forgiveness if you've messed up you know, and begin to start getting a mentor in your life that can give you some 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 wisdom. That was a game changer for me was to get around other men and ask for advice, you know, especially men who had been married for, you know, 30 plus years. The, the moment I stopped hanging out with the guys at the bar after we would have a problem in our marriage and instead I would go meet a guy for a cup of coffee and get some wisdom, that was a game changer, right? And so real quick, babe, last seconds on prayer And priority before we shut this thing down today?
0: Well, one is, I just wanted to say this is, I should have said it earlier, is that, you know, Jerry Maguire got it wrong. You know, that whole, you complete me, you do not complete me. Because when you're looking to other people to be your source of happiness, you're setting them up for failure. Like you have to learn to have, you got to get your joy and your peace and everything from the Holy Spirit. You can't because when you do that and also work on your emotional intelligence, don't write, don't, don't, don't be a roller coaster of emotions and then make decisions and actions based on how you feel, you know, like really work on that. But prayer just needs to be, you know, some it's, it's the Holy Spirit praying for you. Like it it says, like he, he knows like your groans, like he understands when you can just, he knows how you're feeling. And as long as you could just get in the presence of God and just be in a surrendered position and just say, help, <laughs> you know, and it was never change Kurt. It was change me and make Kurt the man that you created him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just once you start really practicing your prioritizations, it becomes easier and easier and easier, especially as you let go of people-pleasing fear of man. And you don't make this, you know, like I don't go anywhere. I don't want to go anymore. Somebody invites me to coffee. Now I don't want to go. No, <laughs> it's a no, you know, and that's, that comes with prioritization too. Like you don't have to be, you know, wear busy metal around your neck. So just be prioritized, I guess. And that's it.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, friends, I want to say first of all thank you for tuning in today you know with us this is something that is so passionate you know uh you know we're so passionate about because we've seen the impact that it's had on our marriage doing things like, you know, praying for each other and having each other as a main priority. So I want to encourage you right now that if you want to uh, get some application, you want to go deeper, you want to see things a little bit deeper on this, you know, to grab my book. In my book, I talk about these three principles, of prayer and priority and purity and outline the exact prayer that not only do i pray you know for god to help me as a husband as a father as a leader but also the exact prayer that i pray for rachel every single day and so you can get that obviously uh at my site at kurtdtucker.com or on amazon if you search the champion life playbook and so um Go ahead, honey.
0: Okay. So here's all I want to say is here's what came to my mind before we go is impact. Here's the impact that you will have when you fight and stay in your marriage. A thousand generations. Like you will break generational curses and then it'll impact a thousand generations.
1: I love it. it. So yeah. if your if your goal is to impact generations. Uh, it's to create, you know, that uh, that legacy, if you will, guys, this marriage thing is worth fighting for. This marriage thing and the principles that we talked about today is how you go from brokenness to breakthrough. So, hey, we're going to talk about purity on one of our next episodes. I'm excited about that. Hey, grab the book. Uh, certainly feel free to reach out to us on you know, social media, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, we would love to hear more about uh, maybe one takeaway that you have got from this episode. And uh, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. Keep living that champion life, friends, and we will talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to the Champion Life Podcast. I hope that you learned a thing or two that can help you create the champion life that you desire and that God has for you. Now, before you go, I have one ask. If this episode resonated with you in any way, I want to hear about it. Please shoot me a personal message on Facebook at Kurt Tucker or Instagram at Kurt D. Tucker. Stay tuned for the next episode, my friend. And as always, keep growing and keep going.